right. Check one. Check two. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee With your host, me, Rob Cantrell. I'm doing an early morning, man. I got up and did my stretches, and I'm doing a quick podcast. Keeping it weekly, keeping it fresh, keeping it new. What are we going to do? Do another one. Do another one. Um, Get it out. Get it up. Get it out there. That's what we're out there. We're doing it. It's July. It's hot. It's sweaty. It's funky. On the, it's just East Coast funk out there. My lip is sunburned. <laughs> Have you ever sunburned your lip? Oh man, it is. It's like swollen a little bit, but maybe it'll make uh, good podcasting material. Um, but yeah, it's just July. It's it's hot. It's sweaty. Um, I'm in my apartment. I got the I got the windows up, um, because during the podcast, I, I I sometimes I talk loud naturally, and then I get into it, and then I just don't want the whole neighborhood to hear me screaming about weed and coffee, um, which is pretty much every you smell it everywhere and what everybody's on right now, not all the time. Uh, I'm actually just not high right now. Um, I had a little bit last night, a couple days before, but I've been, you know, I really think with the legalization of cannabis and getting more normalized, there's not as much of a fiend aspect to like, just when weed wasn't ever around, you just be like so psyched when it was around. Now I'm still psyched when it's around, but, uh, I'm trying to just temper it and be, you know. There's a time to smoke hard and the time not to. And right now, I just been, I've been out um, driving. Fucking did a little bit of uh, vacay and uh, just close by. And uh, and yesterday, I picked up. I went and got. I, I I pulled over and I got an iced coffee from Starbucks. Now I'm not a huge Starbucks fan. Um, but now on the road, it's nice to run into them, um, especially when you're driving and you're, and you're tired. Um, I'll go for it, you know, you know, it's not like I'm chomping down Chipotle and, and drinking Starbucks, but I will, (laughs) if that's the only thing that's around and it's clean and mean and ready to go. Um, but this... Lady gave me, uh, this this girl, this woman, this worker, uh, gave me an extra cup. She was like, do you want this nitro? Um, so I'm a little worried about the nitro. Uh, she gave me an extra cup, and I was like almost home. So I just put the nitro, the ice coffee, it was ice coffee nitro, like their super funk regulator, you know, super caffeinated style coffee. And I put that next to my other iced coffee. And then I just put it in the fridge. And then this morning, I just poured it over ice. Uh, Because it's so hot, I didn't feel like doing the pour over, make coffee. So I'm just trying, I'm just like sipping on some um, 
iced down nitro Starbucks coffee for this uh, episode. And it's not bad. Uh, It's not great. (laughs) It's not bad. But it's still kind of good and still kind of fun. And the ice is cooling my uh, my sunburned lip. I got this just popping. Ah, putting it right on there. Ah, that feels so good. And then it's the morning, and this is like the first cup of coffee. And um, it's cold. It's cold, it's wet, it's caffeinated. That's what I can say about um, Starbucks Nitro ice coffee, that it's cold, wet, and caffeinated. <laughs> Highly caffeinated. This is episode uh, 226, 226 episodes of the podcast, which is exciting, wild, and weird. Um, I just really love checking in. I really love doing the podcast and uh, letting you know what everything's happening in my little comedy world. You can check me out at Rob88Cantrell on Instagram. I got rid of my uh, my Twitter. I shot it down, man. I shut that thing down. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I've never was that huge into social media, but it comes back to you, you know, it, uh, it definitely seeps back into your life. Um, cause I kind of, I like Instagram. So check me out on Instagram. I do like, out of all of them, I'll, I'll enjoy some Instagram, but even then, like I try really hard not to look at that shit in the morning and wait a little bit in the day. Cause then I'll just like start hammering it. And then all these thoughts are flooding into your consciousness. Um, uh, I've been sleeping to Alan Watt. <laughs> There's this like Alan Watt dubstep that I'll sleep to now and then. Uh, you know, it's all about programming, programming your uh, consciousness with good shit. And, you know, there's so much I think we're starting to learn with how media or, you know, just anything that you ingest shapes, you know, your reality. That's what I've been working on is uh, reshaping my reality by, you know, cutting things out, um, especially with like, you know, thought patterns, been pumping the Alan Watt at night. Now, it's not dubstep. I should, <laughs> I sound like an old dubstep kind of came out of like 2007, all the 2000, I don't know, time just has been flying Um but all the 2000s kind of like, I don't know, they all kind of danced together. And then the pandemic really shook it up. Um, but it's wild out there uh, in terms of, uh, yeah, cannabis is getting super legal in New York. Just yesterday I was walking by and it's it was literally a police station um, near the Barclays Center uh, in Brooklyn. And... Right across the street from the Barclays is like two, right across from the police station was two cannabis shops, literally, and they weren't legal, they were sketch. Now, I shouldn't say sketch, but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's just, it's just a weird time. Um, I think, I think they legalized cannabis in New York 
and they didn't realize how big of a thing it really is. Um, and what people are figuring out is it's not like alcohol where you have to make it and process it. You know, you have to grow it. And it's not that hard to grow. And there's abundance of it right now. So, yeah, I still am like, I still like to go to the legal spots, housing work, shout out to them. But Brooklyn still hasn't had like a legitimate cannabis spot, which is like, it's the biggest borough in like the most popular borough. And it has like the most like 20 somethings to 30 something, the people that enjoy cannabis. But I know, I know on, I said on the other podcast that I do think cannabis um, can be used for medical things, especially as you get older for knees and joints and just general beat up. You got your lips sunburned by the sun, all that type of stuff. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just yesterday I just saw that. So that that's kind of the gig. I'm just sipping on some cold brew uh nitro starbucks yesterday coffee that i put in the fridge and i was gonna you know i have the pour over i was gonna make a nice fresh cup of coffee but i thought hey as soon as i wake up i'm gonna knock out a podcast i'm kind of a day late so i wanted to jump on here and get in the mix a little bit and i'll just sip on this uh this day old nitro iced coffee that that nitro i just don't trust that much um because it will jack you up um that's why i do i did put like extra ice and shit in it it's good um it's a little it's exactly what i need right now it's exactly what i need uh it's cold it's wet and the cold like i have a nice porcelain cup so i poured it I kind of presented it like really dope, and but I also can put the porcelain. It's all like frozen and stuff, like super cold. Like I I iced it down like forever, for you know. And then the porcelain now is cold, and then I put the porcelain right onto my sunburnt lip. Oh, oh, <laughs> that feels so good. Um, episode two two six. I've been listening to, shout out to Boris Hyken that's done the podcast. He's a comedian in New York, but he turned me on to this uh, band that I can't stop listening to, man. Um, oh, oh, yep. I don't know if this is recorded. You know, when you open up YouTube and it just starts playing shit, you're like, what the? Uh, Wolfpack. Wolfpack miracles check out wolfpack miracles holy shit is that a jam um that's what i've been playing like i i've already almost killed it in terms of i've played it too much that's the only thing when you get into a tune and then you just like overplay it and overplay it and overplay it i do think like with media now with all the Spotify's and all the YouTube's and everybody has these devices, there is a need for new art. And that's why I'm like, hey, I got to jump on here and do a cannabis coffee hour, which I love. 
I talk about coffee, I talk about herb, I talk about music, I talk about life, I talk about comedy. Um, but all, with all this stuff like happening, there is like a need and an urge for new content and new art. Um, shout out to the writer's strike. Now, the writer's strike is pretty heavy, man. That has like gummed up the entertainment in terms of me like auditioning for television shows and going out and uh, doing them. And, you know, I kind of during the pandemic, I kind of, you know, took the gas off of stand up. I still do spots all over the place. And I right right before I did this little uh, quick family vacay, I was doing a ton of spots. Shout out to Alex Moffat that I got to do the city winery with. And I was just running around and I was doing like a spot every night, two spots um, for a good run. So my act was like, it was like on, you know, I've been doing this since 1999, you know, <laughs> I've been doing this before YouTube. So when, when I'm doing it a lot in terms of stand up, I'm clicking really well and um, I'm getting it out there. But now I'm slowed down. But uh, I guess what I was saying was like during it's just weird. Like during the pandemic, you know, as a stand up comic, all these gigs got taken out. Uh, things weren't moving. I didn't feel I got asked if you've been a fan of this podcast, got asked to do the road. I, I kind of had, you know, I didn't really go out there and do it. I didn't feel like mixing up with the virus that much kind of went against the whole <laughs> it, it it really threw comedy in a wild space um and now it seems to be more of a podcast space and that's even more with this writer's strike thing going on because the writer's strike like all the auditions all the shows all the chances to be on tv or do a couple episodes and that's kind of where i was going uh has gummed up for the moment but uh, more stand-up shows are popping up. So now I'm trying to lean back into that, um, which has been fun and good. I, I am doing a really fun show with uh, Joe Para. Um, what is that? That's in August, I believe. August 8th. Um, but July flies by. All these summer months, June flew by. Everything flies by. Um. But yeah, I'm doing a show at the Bell House in August. I know I'm doing a fun, funky show in Jersey um, coming up. You can check out robcantrell.com for, uh, you know, the live shows. And right now I'm just posting up just quick um, stuff around New York. Uh, Corgi Spirits <laughs> in Jersey City on July 15th. Jersey City's trippy. Because that's become like uh, a cool spot for young people and they got great restaurants and, uh, you know, music venues and shit like that. Everything's just been expanding and expanding. But that's how life goes. That's how everything goes. It grows out and grows back in. But yeah, I've been pumping up the uh, wolf pack. I've been listening to some Grateful Dead. Uh, what was the tune I was just kicking um till the morning comes and the day till the morning
yeah, till the morning comes by the Grateful Dead is uh it has this like weird psychedelic uh intro like it almost sounds like almost a spoof of psychedelic rock and it has like this old speakers like how it's recorded like the more and more i listen to the grateful dead i'm bummed that i'm not going to see these dead and company shows but i don't know i'm not fully in like after I saw him with Jerry Garcia, I kind of like watching the stuff on YouTube <laughs> and judging and then talking about it from my podcast. Till the morning comes, I'll do you fine. Till the morning comes like a highway sign, showing you the way, leaving you doubt on the way in or on the way back out. Uh, yeah, this is just kind of like uh, a rocker jam, it seems to me. Um and a little bit trippy as they as those cats are um but yeah i was uh listening to them and then i was listening to wolfpack miracles oh i guess i was watching a video of dave matthews play with um dead and company and that was just uh it was knocking on heaven door and it was all right. Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bash it or anything like that. It was, it was just good. It wasn't amazing, but it was good. Uh, I just wasn't ever a huge Dave Matthews fan. Or in terms of jam bands, it was always like either I got into Widespread Panic for a minute and then I got into Grateful Dead. Like I'll go, and even some Fish tunes, I will say like, tweezer that's a good a lot of it is just like electric guitar music and i really enjoy if you know me i like tones and sounds scenes and in groups like people i'm a punk rocker i'm this i'm that i'm a hip-hop dude like really it's all sounds man sights and sounds sounds and smells senses um attaching like the group mind thing to stuff bums me out same thing with politics like uh because it, it does steal away from the moment and i'm finding more and more magic and i think everybody is i don't think i'm some fucking weirdo out here talking about it i think everybody's realizing it because Life has gotten so complex. Uh, they, they're talking about alien ships, you know, transgender, you know, uh, Ukraine wars, all this crap. Not crap, but, you know, issues. Day-to-day uh, -day new stuff popping up. And it can be with the amount of media that we all have access to. It can be very overwhelming, and I'm not talking out of school by saying that. So I do think, you know, I, I just fucking love meditating now. Like, uh, I'm bummed that I didn't get to do it this morning. I did my seven Tibetan stretches, but uh, I'm almost to a point where it's like, but I, you know, there's a time to smoke some weed. Like, I did do a bunch of driving, and I was all hammered, and I had a, just a little bit of weed, and I was at the beach, 
and I got to sneak away and I hit some great herb uh, back 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 home cannabis which is my favorite um cannabis here in New York uh that they're doing it legal they're shot they're 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 being sold in stores back home farm yeah back home farm check out those dudes if you ever get some back home farm small batch cannabis grown in New York Hudson Valley jeez louise um jump on that because that's the real deal um holyfield um some of my fa- favorite favorite cannabis that I've had like it just is you could just tell it's just done right and I think right during the pandemic, there's just this point where all this weird bodega weed came in and I've talked about it like, and it was just like, as a guy that's been smoking since, you know, the nineties or whatever. Um, and I've kind of seen it go from just like green, green to big fluffy buds to like moving out to California when I did, um, and doing stand up and smoking and hanging out. Uh, and I, you know, I kind of saw like the cannabis, I, I touched down in San Francisco in 99. Uh, and I remember walking by like medical dispensaries, but they were locked up. Like there might be one and you couldn't even get near those things. Like you had to be like, you know, terminally ill. And then it just slowly, slowly started opening up throughout the 2000s to the point now 2023 it is (laughs) where New York you know as I said I did three nights in jail for a joint in New York City I've I've told the story on stage uh 2007 after show you know getting high um with a couple friends one guy was like a professional violinist, but we got picked up. Like these cops came right up, plain clothes, plain clothes cops, people in regular. You think about how scary that shit is. Pull out badges from under their shirt, cuff us up, throw me in a van, put me in a cell for three days. The tombs in New York City, the worst of the worst. Literally, like it is, you know, it's a federal holding cell. Um, for you right before you go to Rikers, like it's, it's a man, um, that I do think I got post-traumatic or PTSD from that because every time I saw cops after that, I would wig out and I was still kind of smoke. It took me like, it took me like three or four months to smoke out like outside, like after a show or something. Like I was just very, very just it shook me. It shook me to my core. And it was exactly what I didn't need at the time. <laughs> and the shit pops up. But, you know, a lot of that stuff, the good, the bad, you know, what I've learned with meditation, there's something, the Tao Te Ching, I don't know if you guys listen to that, but uh, there was something I was digging on is like, Good luck is hidden in bad luck. Bad luck is hidden in good luck. Like, it's almost like, you know, not give a shout out to like Pete Davidson. I knew Pete Davidson before he was on Saturday Live. Super nice kid. And, you know, at times I'm like, oh my God, this guy's a galactic rock star. Um, You know, I kind of knew him when he was a practically an open micer. And... 
but that amount of fame, like he's going back into, you know, he's having all these mental issues, which I do think fame and ego, like mixed with mental health, like it, that's where it gets really tricky. And that's where I, you know, get back to coming back to the moment and not judging people by, you know, whether they their status in life. You're kind of, you want to judge people in the moment and not even judge. You just want to accept them. That's what I'm trying to do is accept everything and just let it play out, you know, just let it go and let it play out and try to stay, stay vibe. But, uh, you know, as a guy that has been on TV and, you know, with last comic standing, I was on last comic stand the very first season, you know, that show was like cheesy as fuck. Um, it's kind of lame and, uh, and it was a contest, but also a lot of fun. You know, it was also, it was a moment in time. Um, and it was, when I got on there, it was the very first season. So it was before social media. It was like when you were on TV, you were on TV and I kind of touched that third rail a little bit of, uh, all the attention you know, I had managers and agents and people calling me up. I had, I had money coming in for the first time. It was, uh, it was, it, but it was a uh, with that show. It kind of goes up and went down really fast because reality show fame is really tricky and weird. Um, it goes fast. It's just, it's almost like social media fame is like how I see it. Um, but Saturday Night Live is like an institute of good comedy writing. I know everybody rags, you know, there's a lot of novice comedy people out there that will talk shit. But I think mostly people are jealous of not being able to perform on there. And then I think people that don't do comedy don't understand sketch, how hard sketch comedy is. Sketch comedy... I've only seen like even like the best sketch groups do like, you know, their best sketch. It's hard to put that shit together. It's like creating a good you, you look at a movie, you know, how many good scenes are there? Uh, it's like creating a good scene and then you got to get laughs and then there's character. It's just it's fucking hard. And to do that in one week, like I see how the pressure cooker is. And to put it together and then to have that many artists and writers all working together at one moment or one full week and then putting it on not like a few months like I'm working on these scripts and I'm working like months on them and sometimes I go back to them like oh what the fuck is this shit I just wrote um they don't have that luxury it goes right on tv which is kind of the fun and the pressure of it. But yeah, I, I, you know, just shout out to Pete Davidson going through all that shit. It's just hard. I just know how hard it is and how famous. After he started dating all these <laughs> supermodels and shit, man. And the fame kind of goes up with that stuff. And so then your ego gets so blown out. And then you got Kanye tweeting at you and all that stuff, man. It's just like, ah, oh, my heart goes out. So shout out to Pete Davidson. Hope he's all right. Um... I haven't seen him since he became super rock star. I just remember him from back in the day. Um, I think like the last time. No, I remember I ran into him at the cellar one time and we hung out. And that was when he was on that. He was always a sweet, normal, down to earth, Staten Island type of cat. 
young guy, but good dude. Love comedy. Um, but yeah, what else has been going on? I got these gigs coming up a little bit. I'm writing, I'm stretching, I'm meditating, I'm listening to music, I'm drinking coffee, um, I'm balancing my uh, cannabis intake in the world today, Um, I'm wearing pants, I'm wearing trousers, I'm wearing slacks, (laughs) pants, trousers, slacks, three different words for one thing, clothes are wild, but clothes can change everything not everything but um just your vibe i love having a clean shirt on i have a nice clean white t-shirt on and first thing i woke up i drank my glass of water uh water and apple cider vinegar and um i got this nitro iced coffee ready to do this early morning podcast but then i just got a nice crisp white t-shirt ah it feels so good and um and then you know i can kind of deal with a nice white t-shirt during the summer is like the best thing wearing a black t-shirt <laughs> in the summers jeans oh denim in the summer denim in the east coast summer forget about it i don't know the west coast summer is something else having more of this uh nitro coffee it's good it's good i can dig it um yeah i've been listening to some dead company some wolf pack and i read a little bit up on them um it's like seven or ten musicians that are really well skilled and kind of their whole brand and how they cut all their uh videos is very straight up and artistic and dope and you know you could just tell that they care um which i dig uh outcast i did see outcast play live in hollywood um at some show but i remember that was a big deal um that i got to see them i got to see, i got to see them when that album was like the Shaking like a Polaroid picture. I saw them at that moment. Like when they were on Top Top in Hollywood. They couldn't get much hotter. And um, the sound was just fucking dope. Uh, Yeah, been doing a lot of like uh, meditation music. But some of the stuff, like some of the spirituality stuff. I've been leaning hard in all this stuff. A little bit in the moment. That's what I like about the moment compared to like the super spiritual, you know, almost religious type of stuff. Um, it's just understanding of uh, letting go of the ego and just being in the moment and being present. It kind of bypasses uh, some of the separation of religion and all that. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I've been... Um, Drinking water, been sleeping, uh, been dreaming a little bit. Uh, I haven't been smoking as much, so I've been trying to like, like pick up on my dreams. I've been hearing or reading about like these um, importance of dreams, and dreams can kind of 
It's almost like your subconscious laying out some maps for you. Or, you know, you're, you're kind of tapping into the great beyond a little bit with dreams. Or, you know, but some of them I wake up, I, 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 I get scary dreams sometimes, and I, I'll wake myself up. And that's one of my favorite things to do is when, because it feels so real. That's the weird thing when I'm sleeping and I haven't been smoking pot and I've been um, dreaming. Like, it will feel like I'm totally in reality and and I just lost my wallet or, you know, I did something bad, you know, something happened. But then I'll just shake myself. I'll shake my head. And I'll do this thing and I'll just wake myself up. And then there's that moment right there where I'm like, oh man, it wasn't real. Like how good was that? But yeah, I just love that fucking moment of uh, (laughs) that moment. And when I lose something and I find I hate losing, but that's a part of life is losing shit, whether it's your ATM card or your wallet or your phone or your keys it's a part of the gig um and I don't know I just over and over I feel like I get tested and tested but when I do find it I do love that moment of finding it like I do love I don't know I think I may have a little bit of you know because I do stand-up comedy uh smoke a lot of weed uh, a lot but you know uh, enough, but as I've gotten older, I've been a l- more responsible with it, which I've, I do think, is better than alcohol in some senses. That when I did drink alcohol, and I never like I even when I was like doing one or two drinks now and then, it would just I don't know, it would just throw me off. Whereas cannabis, I don't know, it just would uh, re- revigorate me in some ways. Uh, realign me, realign me in some ways, uh, snap me. Sometimes it would snap me out of like these negative thoughts or just like, um, a dullness of things. And I would get snapped right back into the moment. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, drinking this cold nitro. It's actually, I stopped the podcast every minute. There's like People like drilling, all kinds of stuff. It's early in the morning, but as I said, I'm a fan of this podcast. I appreciate the downloads are going up. Uh, I appreciate people listening and being being into it. And I do think you know it's necessary to keep it up, uh, to keep it consistent, to and also to be able to you know smoke with friends, not smoke, drink coffee, not drink coffee, drink water. You know, I don't want to be tied down 100% to anything, but I do like this being like just a safe space, um, whatever that term means, uh, woke, safe space, uh, all these terms, all these political ideologies are banging back and forth, and you know, I'm kind of beyond it all, because I kind of see it as people making content sometimes, you know, kind of like they they want the argument. They want to hear themselves talk. They want to get on their fucking soapbox on both sides. 
and they and I get pulled into it. It's almost entertainment, and it has nothing to do when I'm dead and gone. It, it won't matter. The only thing that matters is me enjoying it. And when I get into arguments about some bullshit that doesn't really affect me, I don't know. It, um, but at the same time, I do, I don't want Nazis running around and I don't, I think racism, I was thinking about racism and how fucking whack the whole concept is. Um, and I do think like programming and media and trauma, all of it's like made us so separate from each other that. No, nobody's like living in the moment and everybody's trying to manipulate for certain amounts of power and money, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in the job or out in the real world. Um, but when you get down to it, it is just, we are a part of everything. The water, the earth, you know, all it is. I, you know, I can hear me talking all this stuff, but then five years later, you know, what is it? Um, that's what I do dig about art and I do dig about doing what I do, whether it's, you know, making rap songs, whether it's, uh, doing sketches, whether it's shorting, shooting short films, whether it's trying to get on, you know, mainstream, uh, TV, all of it. Uh, you know, I'm really trying, not trying, I'm, I kind of have an understanding of just going for it all and like try, just, you know, squeezing every little bit of it to make it the best. Uh, and that's where I am with my stand-up right now. Like, I know I don't have a ton of reels or I don't do TikTok or any of that stuff, but I do know that I've been doing this for fucking nights since 1999. And I've run with, you know, I opened for Tracy Morgan for a couple of years and I, I did, I, I toured with Mitch Hedberg. Um, you know, the list goes on. Like I look back on my resume and I'm like, holy shit. I really, you know, there's not much in the stand-up world that intimidates me. I did shows with Bill Burr. I was friends with Bill Burr before he got super, before he started doing arenas and all that. You know, I did the Boston Comedy Club. I had to follow Patrice O'Neill. All these super alt-right comics talking the shit, man. I, I did shows with fucking Patrice O'Neill for real. I had to follow him at the Boston. You do that, young bucks. <laughs> Uh, there's my ego talking again. See, all that is just ego. And I do have it in me. And I have to, like, I have to, like, let it go. Uh, because it doesn't serve me that well. You know, I, there's a history. But there's also, there's also a point where I'm like, you know, I know who I am. And I know what I've done. And... You know, in order to like push myself forward in comedy and get gigs and all that stuff, it's like everybody that you see that's out there that's super big and famous, like they really did push everything. They put everything into it. Um, some people get lucky and ride coattails. And, you know, a part of all of this is having mentors and learning from people and getting opportunities presented to you at the right time and then taking advantage of those opportunities and giving, you know, just doing your best. Um, I've been watching The Bear. That's the, the show that I've, I've just finished. 
the second season and I, I I'm having like it gave me like panic attacks <laughs> but it was super like I would say that show um very cool very cool I worked in restaurants and I got it I worked at Tortilla Coast uh this Mexican restaurant like for four years uh throughout my like all through college and I would say not sophomores, junior, senior year. Like I worked at this Mexican restaurant and, and I started as busting tables. Then I started being expediter, running the food out. And then I started waiting tables and I bar backed. I did all of it. And uh, the bear is a, a higher end and a little bit more, you know, the thing about the restaurant business, is a lot like comedy and this, a lot like life, man. It's like, it's just the simple elements done really well, you know, and just presenting it, you know, as the best you can. And I do love cooking. Like, I could cook my ass off. Um, what did I cook? I made like a, I made one of, you know, one of those Super Bowls. It made the rice. I cubed up a bunch of uh, salmon. And then I had some red onion, and then I had some edamame, and I made, and then I had some cilantro. I made this fucking bomb ass bowl thing the other day. I think with the internet and all the the you know, there's so much information. That's the thing about this modern day. There's so much information that you really can achieve all your dreams if you put yourself forward. Now the tricky part is making money from those. Uh, and that's, that, that comes with having kind of a business mind, which I'm also working on and, uh, getting a sponsor for this podcast is necessary for it to keep going. So if you want to be a sponsor of the cannabis coffee hour, your cannabis company, bowl company, coffee company, uh, I got listeners. Uh, I got a great brand. People are down with it. Uh, get at me at. Uh, there's an email right there. Contact at Rob Cantrell is the contact. Hit me up. I'm handling it all. DIY, minor threat, Fugazi, all day, every day. Uh, I'm recording this. I'm editing this. Uh, but, oh, the bear. The bear was, the characters were amazing. I like the characters. Jamie Lee Curtis does this episode with the seven fishes for Christmas and they show the dysfunction of the family, which I think a lot of people, you know, when families melt down, man, family events. Um, there was a point where it was, in my family it was tense, but I think that's with everybody. Um, but sometimes it, now everything kind of goes in waves, like things chill out and things come back up, but they show like this intense meltdown and the mom drives a car. But it ends up being Jamie Lee Curtis. I didn't see when I first watched it. I was like, "This chick is stressing me out," which is the point of the character, um, and that means she's just that good of an actress. But I didn't realize it was Jamie Lee Curtis until I read about it in the New York Times. Like the next day, I was like, "That's Jamie Lee Curtis from Trading Places." Not to be misogynistic, but trading she was amazing Trading Places. And uh, there is there is a topless shot, and literally she's like one of the most uh, shapely, good. I don't want to be cheesy, uh, but yeah, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is just a super legend. Halloween, she's just a badass in terms of um, acting. 
And I think she was in that movie, Everything Everywhere, which I did watch. But that movie was stressful, too. People are loving drama these days. And I got into it. Um, I don't know. I think I, where I would like to go on any of my writing projects is a little bit of drama and a little bit of comedy. Like, almost the bear leans into the drama and the, and the panic almost too much to the point where... Not that it's never, I watched it all. I watched it like in one day. It is fascinating. All the all the actors are amazing. Shout out to Alex Moffat and shout out to Carmen Christopher. Carmen Christopher did this podcast. He's in like three episodes and uh, he's in the first one. He's such a funny cat, man. Uh, that's what, I'm a big fan of that cat's work. Uh, he was nice to do the podcast. He's always hustling. He's always got some acting shit going on. And then Alex Moffat from SNL. Um, who I got to perform with a couple weeks ago at the city winery when it was a blast, but he pops up, he ends up smoking meth. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but, uh, he does a great job. It's not, uh, he does, the characters are just great. The characters are awesome on the bear and the story's great. And I watched it all. I recommend it. I wish there's a little bit more comedy, like, just a word on the street from the guys that I know that write television and stuff like that is like studios are shying away from comedy right now. And I think everybody's going towards drama and I think it's emotion. I think people really want to see people, people crying. There's like this video of Busta Rhymes crying at the BET awards and, uh, that went viral. And I know Burt Kreischer and, uh, what was it? Krista Stefano like crying on a podcast and that went viral. People, people want the emotion, but I never wanted to fake the funk. Like I was never the kid that cried after the football game if we lost. I just didn't, I didn't attach myself emotionally to that. But I, I mean, I cry. I'm not stone cold and all that. But I do think like in this world of, uh, you know, just everybody just with their head get out and going. You just see it all day long. They literally people are like crawling into their phone. Um, that they that seeing somebody cry or hard emotion like it's intoxicating. It it's it, it makes them feel something. So I think right now there's a rise of drama on uh, television and movies. Um, but I, what I'm saying is I would like it equaled out a little, like, you know, just like coffee and weed. Uh, I would like it equaled out a little bit, but shout out to the bear. Shout out to Carmen Christopher. That was cool enough to do this podcast. Uh, I'll have him on again. We did a zoom one. I, you know, I've done some zoom ones. I'm just not a fan. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get this podcast out in the field. I really love doing the episodes at Alte Cannabis that we did at the cannabis shop. But, you know, we would do it and then, like, people would start coming into the shop. It's just always producing stuff and, and making it happen at no budget or, you know, before there's a spot. I just got to get the sponsors lined up and then kind of launch into this. And I'm having conversations this week with people that are connected that way. But as I said, I, I'm doing everything. I'm recording. Uh, I'm smoking. I'm drinking. Uh, I'm editing. I'm promoting. You know, it's all one man's shop at this point. 
But that's going to expand and uh, get bigger, and we're going to get out there. But I also love jumping on and doing these. So, like, at the moment, I was like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? But right now, I'm at 47 minutes. To me, it's almost like therapy. Um, And just to get some of my thoughts out there. So I appreciate everybody. Like and subscribe. um, Be nice to each other. uh, And, uh, you know, you know the gig. Peace and love. Bye.